I knew Taco Tuesday on a Friday was too good to be true. <laughs> Shut, Shut up, up and sit down. down. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah, Batman! Our bikes love us and we love them back As we ride through the city by the cars like black On the teeth of the town we just keep on singing We're unstoppable Oh, hell yeah! You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Doing. One of the most important decisions you will make is to be in a good mood. For every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. So, crank it up and be happy, my friend. When things are good, when things are hard, we ride together, we don't drive cars, but together we make such beautiful music. Oh, hell yeah, brother, yee yee! Unstoppable mamas, a G-N-O, Unstoppable kids, yeah. Get your bike and go. Get your bike and go. Unstoppable papas. Pedal and flow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're doing it good, buddy. Great job. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von During, and I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance No Pants, right here in, in studio. studio. Still looking good. Drove 12 hours straight to be back here with you guys yesterday. After taking your pants off in Utah? After <laughs> racing pantsless. <laughs> you, yeah. You wore Lance No Pants. I was Lance No Pants. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe we could make that photo the thumbnail or something or <laughs> I post think it to Instagram there's a very strong possibility of that being okay. the uh, there's a thumbnail couple, artwork. There's a couple of great photo options. Uh, well, I'll share them with you, yeah. Jake. Yeah, we can talk about that in your back pedal, but <laughs> my goodness. And to Lance's right, Evan Price. Oh. Evan? Evan? Womp, oh. Womp, 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 womp. All right, let, hold on. Oh. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> You've got it in there. Evan is stuck at a meeting and is not going to be able to join us today. So we're going to... I drove 12 hours, and Evan just skips because he's got some business meeting like he's important President and busy. Business. <laughs> President business. President business. Call the meeting. Too important. It's Taco Monday <laughs> <laughs> instead of Taco Tuesday. Evan didn't want to miss Taco Monday. There you go. And taking a big drink mm. of Spindrift, Matt Legrand. Yes. What are you guys drinking today? <laughs> I don't know. You just roll with that. Coffee. Um, I'm drinking a Spindrift. <laughs> And it's grapefruit. And I, I oh, and uh, I did destroy the <laughs> dialed cycling lab. Jake was like, oh, you want me to grab that for you? No, no, no. I'll go and grab stuff out of the, the locker. Yeah. The locker. <laughs> and I like proceeded to go in there and like just <laughs> blow up a whole can of. He dropped this, a can. And it just exploded it over everything. Exploded over all <laughs> the paper files in the cabinet. Thanks, Matt. Yes. Let me get that next one for you. From now on, I'm cut off. I've been cut off of Spindrift. Yeah. It's funny. You know, it wouldn't be a podcast, though, if you didn't give us a proper introduction. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking stash-tastic. Stashy. And a mustache update, you guys. The mustache is still in full force. It is it's still here. It's it is sharp. still with us. It's always looking sharp today. Yeah, it's, it's right about at the perfect length right now, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means next week it'll be too long. So it'll be there. <laughs> it's going to be around. It's going to make it through the holidays, you think? 
Well, see why not? I don't. I don't see why not. I what mean, if you use some like super glue in there? Yeah, you could. What and what for? <laughs> just to make sure the curls just just stay they don't right go away. There. Yeah. Just stay permanent. It's permanent. <laughs> like I think I the, might get divorced if I do. In that. the Lego movie. <laughs> They use super glue or whatever. Oh, it's called the craggle. The craggle. craggle Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so the craggle. you just need to make your mustache more permanent. It's going to be full of Lego movie references today. I think it's hilarious to race with this thing because it is so stupid to have on my face. It is so not aerodynamic. It just makes me laugh. So... So my be, question will be like, what about like funerals or things like that where it's like, uh, just go sad mode. You turn the handlebars upside down. I, I can, I can point them down. And then I just then look like your a serious face. This is what? my serious mustache. Oh, now it looks like a bowl. Like they're yeah. sticking straight out, like some bull horns coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had anything I've had to be respectful for yet. Okay. But if, yeah, if there's a funeral or something, well, we're not even having funerals now anyway. COVID is keeping COVID, you. COVID is keeping the stash alive. Go COVID. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Mustache talk. That has been mustache talk. I feel like we start every podcast with mustache talk. Can't escape it. Nope. And when you were gone, we just bring Evan's mustache up. Talk about <laughs> his policeman mustache. That's right. That's right. Too good, too good. Right. Hey, how about some backpilling, Matt? What'd you do this I past fast. week? I biked every day. I didn't miss any days, as far as I know. At I even, a kid. I even biked this morning on Zwift. Nice, hey, easy hour. so did Jake. I rode outside, oh, really? though. Okay. Well, in the freezing yeah, cold. You're Lance. I know. And I went outside they- on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was cool. We went, uh, all I did was drive my bike out to this country road that I love, brought all my film stuff. Brought the drone. Jake even flew the drone for me, which yes, was sir. super nice. Filmed some bike stuff for some future video. Don't even know what. I'll probably reuse any decent clip like a thousand times like I always do. Did we get anything good? Yeah. Yeah. The um, drone stuff that you did was good, and the stuff that I did was okay. So oh, come on. It's all right. It's fine. It's just different. And uh, then I actually filmed a little bit more things yesterday on my ride outside. Yesterday, I was kind of just climbing around Prune Hill and killing time and uh, filmed a couple more things you know you start adding stuff together it'll be okay it'll have enough to do either some sort of video on my new bmc bike or just just having general bike clips to use for stuff so yeah it's always nice yep. to have laying around nice. yeah i'm coming yeah. to figure out <laughs> and um other than that i think i rode indoors ran a little bit but not much i'm trying to give my achilles a break because there's potential for like another surgery. Oh, yeah. Seriously, it's, it's well, you can you can look at it and you're gonna be like, ooh, it's just discolored. <laughs> Did you tear it's, it again? No, no, it's um, like uh, retrocalcaneal bursitis, and they think it's from like a Halgen's deformity that was fixed on this side, and potentially, I don't know. Anyway. Thank you, Doctor Legrand. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a real Doctor Legrand, and uh, she's not on the podcast. <laughs> now I'm told, at least this is what they told me when they took the bursa out of my shoulder yeah. in my last surgery, that that will grow back. Yeah, yeah. it can grow back. Yeah, but um, it's like a, a fatty tissue for creating some cushioning and some yes, yeah, lubrication or something. I don't know. Right. So that would if they just did the. Like if they just took the bursa out, then it would just grow back and potentially have the same problem. So yeah. what they do is they 
and cut the heel bone off. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. How Shave it plumbing? out. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if I want to do that. It's not super fun, and it would require three months off of doing anything. So No. 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 <laughs> not going to do it. So, yeah, I mean, three I'm just, trying not, to, I'm just yeah. trying not to run. At least. It's more like six months, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Because you're, sh- you're shaving bone or knocking, you know. They they did this one, and I was awake when they were doing it. And the they did my left foot. Sorry, radio talk. They did my left foot, and you know they're you're awake when you're doing it. And so they're chiseling, ching, <laughs> and you hear and they you hear them. You feel it. You feel it, but it's not pain. It's like your whole body is shaking. And you know, how come whatever. you didn't want to be sedated for that? It's easier. Recovery's faster. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. six nah. day. I would still do the same thing again if they do have to do this. If it's an option, I don't know if it will be. I did a full-on uh, knee surgery awake. Really? Like a full arthroscopic uh, meniscus. Uh, was it crazy? M- me- yeah, it was crazy. He's like, do you want to be asleep for this? I'm like, I don't need to be. He's like, all right. So he left me awake, and they, they had to, like, twist right. my knee around, and I'm like, Whoa! And you're like, I don't feel any of but that. But it didn't feel any of it. Yeah. No. All but. the surgeries I've had, they're like, yeah, I think you want to be asleep for this one. Yeah. So, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Cool. This has been Surgery Talk. Surgery Talk with Matt Legrand. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Hopefully not. But, um, yeah, the bike streak is still alive. We're looking good. Today was 76? 76. 76. Okay. So we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. The Dowd 100 is coming to a rapid end here. I mean, we're in the last oh, 24% now. What are we going to do afterwards? I don't know. Maybe ride Sleep. bikes. Celebrate. <laughs> Eat some turkey and go for another ride. <laughs> yes, right. Awesome. Does it end on Thanksgiving? Or yes, does sir. It end? Ride so number one hundred will happen on Thanksgiving. Okay, that was the plan. Be Perfect. thankful. I need to figure out that day because I'm going to need to go for a Thanksgiving turkey trot, then bike, then somehow do Thanksgiving with the family. Like that's you're all out of time at that point. Mix a swim in there too. <laughs> Call it a try day. I would. I would if I could. Nice. Hey, Lance. Yeah. You did some bike racing this past week. <laughs> I did. How about a backpedal? I've been jonesing to hear all these stories, and I purposely did not ask you. You don't look like you have anyone that has, like, took you into an alley and beat you over there. <laughs> I thought that was for sure going to happen. <laughs> there, was some, there was some hate. First of all, get this. This last week, I rode here in Vancouver, on Zwift, in Camas, in Washougal, in Mosier, Oregon, in Twin Falls, Idaho, mm-hmm. in Powder Mountain, Utah, in Kaysville, Utah, and in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> Stop flexing, dude. <laughs> it's nice. So much. Was your, but your ride here was on Zwift, so does that count? That uh, was a I, team ride. So I yeah. rode outside twice. And you rode inside. And I rode so inside. And Watopia. Add Watopia to your list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was it Watopia? I don't even know where it was. Mm-hmm. It was, wasn't it? It was Watopia. Yeah. So add that. So. Uh, yeah, great week uh, for me. I also drove 2,000 miles way too freaking much. I'm kind of worn out today. Okay, so you want to hear race stories? Is that what you want to hear? Yes, sir. So it was Halloween. Dress stories. <laughs> so it was Halloween. I uh, recirculated my uh, Halloween costume, race costume from last year. The people in Utah hadn't seen it. No, nobody in Utah had seen it. <laughs> and and they everybody. Were dying to see it. <laughs> I was dying to wear it again. I actually fit in it a little better. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so for those that haven't seen it, or maybe well, you have seen it at this point, because did, did, Jake, did it get sewn up the back with the... Okay. Wasn't there like a... I don't know. I'm just thinking from the pictures. Like. This Okay, this is a prom dress right. that I stole out of my friend Ryan Lee's garage when I was helping him clean the garage. And I'm like, hey, Ryan, 
Well, whose dress is this? Oh, that's my daughter, Quincy's. <laughs> is she going to want this back? No. Okay, I'm going to take this. Do you I care? I can't believe Ryan let you take a weird dress like <laughs> that. Let me take. So it's a super short, yep. fully sequined green prom dress. Mm-hmm. It's with, nice. Yeah, it's really <laughs> sexy. It's and nice. it's made. <laughs> it's made for like a 15, 14 year old girl. Okay, right. I don't fit in that. So my wife had to sew. She took it yeah. and she sewed a whole back panel in it. Yeah, it's like this so V-shaped could, back yeah. panel. So I could is s- it like stretchy? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So, so I could so I could slide it onto my body. It's nice craftsmanship yeah. there. Yeah, so it was it was quite hilarious. Yeah. So I wore that and I had a a, a homecoming queen sash that my uh, wife made as well. And so I left the sash on and then I wore a big blonde wig underneath my. Uh, underneath my helmet. Mm-hmm. So now the million dollar question, though, Lance, what were you wearing under the dress? <laughs> okay, so not for nothing. <laughs> I, I think my eyes broke a little bit. It almost looked like you're wearing some like booty shorts or something like that, dude. It's like, oh, I was I... I was wearing my normal bib shorts, but I had them hiked all the way up there you go. past the shave line. <laughs> That's why I had to ask because yeah. I could see tan lines. I'm like, yeah. Now he had to have been wearing something with a chamois good. in there because I my did. God, that would not feel good for an hour on a cross bike. But no. but, but you're messing with people. <laughs> I was messing with, like. especially the guys behind me, because the the skirt was so short that my, oh my full God. butt would have been hanging out if I didn't have something on. So it was oh, it was Lord, hilarious. Covered. You could so, just write a message on your butt cheeks. <laughs> I, I wear these. I wear another <laughs> pair of Superman underwear that says "Bam" on on the Bam. butt. But we'll I didn't. I didn't yeah. wear that anyway. So, yeah, I wore the dress. I wore the wig. Um, the race was in Utah um, in Kaysville, which is between Ogden and Salt Lake. Okay. Um, the, the, my race had, again, had only about 15 people in it, not that many people. Out of the 15, three of us in costume. So not many people it in costume. It looked like the front three. Well, the... But it's hard to tell because you're probably lapping people. Well, we were lapping people, but the guy... The guy I was battling with, he was in a Joe Dirt um, outfit. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so we had like jean shorts on and a long, you know, yeah. blonde wig, and it was hilarious. That his name's Scott Allen. He's the he's the winner of the series from the previous year, year yeah. from last year. And so, um, but you know, I'm all laughing and cracking jokes and making fun of people for not wearing costumes. There, it's not like the Portland Halloween, yeah. um, or Bend. It's in the races in Bend every year. So just case in point, I won the costume outfit for the entire race. I won it like a twenty-five dollar gift card at some oh, brewery, nice. yeah, which is kind of hilarious. But did you give it to someone? I didn't because they serve fries there. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> fries, fries are good. Brewery fries yeah, are the brewery best. Fries. <laughs> so. In Bend, I wouldn't have even been in the top 50 best costumes. Yeah. But in Utah, where not many people, people, I was surprised there was not that many people in costume. But I thought, oh, what the heck? I'm doing this. I'm doing this for fun. It's just a big joke anyway. So whatever. Not but when they blew the whistle, yeah, it was full gas game on. Yeah. I was racing as hard as I possibly can. That's what it looked like. So it was a nine lap race. Um,. I went hard on the first lap to uh, try to to, to create some space yep. and gap the field, and I only gapped them for about five seconds. And the course was very different; it really wasn't that technical. Um, and there were several very long power stretches 
Mm-hmm. And in those long power stretches, it's actually... Phallic? <laughs> it's advantageous to have a group, right? Yeah, yeah. it's difficult to get away right. with long power s- sections. Right. And so um, the whole, like, four guys caught me, like, midway through lap two. Were they working together against you? Um, well, they were all working together, and they caught up to me, and then... Were they rotating at all or taking turns? I, I, they don't, I, don't, I, don't I couldn't tell. Probably not. I didn't Second look cross. that closely behind me. So then there was a group of five of us, and once they caught me, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to go hard now, and I just, I sat up and let one guy go around, and then I just sat on his wheel for, like, the next four laps, and the group of five ended up whittling down to three, so there were three of us that ended up pulling away from everybody else, and we were, I was fully prepared for a final sprint. It was going to be a three-up sprint for the, for the win, mm-hmm. And I was sitting in second wheel. Um, the course, there was this slight downhill, like half mile long section on a dirt path that you would get going like 27, 28 miles Whoa. an hour. So, and then right at the end of that, there was a wooden bridge, uh, like a, yep. a sharp wooden bridge that was difficult to go over. And right after that, a steep uphill. And the steep uphill always spread us out. Yeah. So my plan <laughs> was to hit that steep uphill as hard as I could, right. try to gap the group. We go down one other hill, back up another path, and then we hit two um, two barriers we had to run over, which was 200 meters from the finish line. Okay. So I thought if I am barely in the lead after the barriers, then I can sprint the last 200 meters to try to win. Well, the three of us are all wheel on wheel on wheel, three of us right together. We go over the bridge. I'm in second place. The guy in first hits the bridge so hard he flats. Oh, oh. so two minutes to go in the race, his front tire flats. And we didn't realize it. All of a sudden, I just like went around him. Like he just like sat up and I'm like, what just happened? I'm not going harder than I did before. And then you hit that hill hard, and that was that pretty much. We hit hit the hill hard. I went over the bears. Um, the other guy stayed with me, but he just he just couldn't get around me. Get and around as you. we came to the finish, we were hitting lap traffic, so there wasn't like right. room to sprint either. So I ended up winning by one second. Wow. So the guy was right on my wheel. So, but I won. There you go. So that was that was <laughs> victory. <laughs> ooh, ooh. So it was exciting. It was fun. Um, I, I was nervous a lot of the race because I thought, okay, I'm not going to run away with it. Because last week I just ran away with it. Yeah. I got away from people and it was more technical. And with the more technical turns and right. things, you can get away easier. I, I, yeah. I can get away a little easier. But on this one with big, long power sections, no, it wasn't happening. Hmm. So we'll have to see what happens. And the dress time. was very aerodynamic. <laughs> so I wore the dress and everybody was laughing and people were, I got propositioned on every corner. And <laughs> <laughs> I got, people made fun of me. It was exactly what I wanted. That's why you wear the dumb dress anyway. Getting yeah. on the podium wasn't very late like either, man. <laughs> so I did not get on the podium very late like at all. I just like, it split my legs open, oh, <laughs> like man. wild up there, and I wore the big wig without the. I couldn't even see on the podium. It was it was pretty funny. So, so. what do you prefer? Do you prefer running away with it, or do you prefer the the tight down to the wire? Uh, I prefer running away with it <laughs> <laughs> because it makes the last lap just like 
all right, I got this. Just like a victory lap almost, yeah, yeah. Just don't screw up. Just don't crash. Don't break something, you know. Smooth as fast. Just, yeah, just roll with it. So I prefer that. But instead, you know, there was four laps where I'm, I'm scheming the entire time. Yeah. Those four laps were all running together. It's like, okay, just don't let him get away. Stay on his wheel. Stay on his wheel, you know. So that was race number three of the series? It was race number four, four. of the series. Have you done all four? Did you I missed miss the first one. So That's you, right. But you're still got to be either in the lead or close to it. I'm in second okay. right now. How are you in second with two wins in a second? Because... So that many points you missed at the first race? Yeah, because um, it's 50 points for first place, 45 for second, 40 for third, uh-huh. 35 for fourth. The guy who's in the lead, he's got a 10-point lead on me, but he's taken third, 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 and fourth. Okay. So it's enough to be more than my gotcha. two first and a second. And that's not the guy who won the series last year. It's no. a different guy? Yeah. Gotcha. And he took fourth this past week? Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I, I found out that it's the best six out of eight races. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's good for you. That's good for me. Yep. You can, you so. can blow one off. So I can blow one off. One more. <laughs> this week's race is, uh, it soldier hollow, which was an Olympic venue during the, uh, Salt Lake Olympics. They oh, cool. did the, um, cross country bike, uh, cross country, the, uh, Biathlon, biathlon stuff there. Well, the, the they shoot the guns. Yeah, like, that yeah. they did that there, and the the cross country racing, the ski racing. Oh, cool. okay, yeah, that's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, they did that. Stuff real, there. Those are real athletes. And there's um right now there's pretty good potential for snow. Ooh, so it could be freezing cold and snowing during the race. So that could be interesting. Different outfit choice. Yeah, I'll wear something m- more covering. <laughs> Excellent. Longer dress. <laughs> Just you know. a longer dress. No, it'll be good. Longer dress will be fine. <laughs> awesome. All right. Is that it? That's it. Fun. Enough of me. Backpedal, Jake? Uh, yeah, I'll be quick. Um, we did the the team's whiff ride. That was good. Oh, yeah. Um, that was good. A little bit of a workout there. And then we did, uh, I think, one of the more fun rides I've done in a long time. We did a, a nighttime gravel ride. Yes. I saw pictures from that. Who won the by going back to the Team Swift? Who who won the Team Swift thing? Uh, I think Nate Scott won again. Nate Scott, he's Did, just super strong right you now. You guys put out, let Alex go off the front. Yep, at some point, right? Yeah. So sometimes we'll let a a little rabbit off the front just to create a breakaway, see if they can stick it. So we gave him what was that about a minute and a half head start, about a minute and a half lead, and he uh, he poured himself into that, and I think he kind of bunked maybe just a little bit there's there's one little climb and middle of the climb me nate and uh mike guy all just reeled him in blew past (laughs) yeah yeah so um yeah he did he did well though i mean he put out a good effort and still rode pretty strong so that was a fun ride but the the ride that we did on wednesday was a nighttime gravel ride and that was a blast it's great that's cool i went back and checked we actually had 14 people wow oh wow yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with how many people showed up, and yeah, you know, everybody was real respectful. Came out there and was keeping their distance and wore their buffs. And, and yep, everybody and wore buffs. Everybody yep. had a good time. Everybody had their lights on, and everybody rode safe and weren't being mean to the the trail walkers that were yep. still out there on the trails in the dark. In the dark, like, come on, <laughs> get a light or something. But um, yeah, that was that was a blast. We we rode for about an hour and forty minutes or so. It was about almost thirty miles. I rode two hours that night, but yeah, it was about it was about thirty miles. Yeah, yeah. so dike trail. Yeah, yeah. we went on dike trail, Lackamas Place. Park, and all the other 
fun stuff, the Heritage Trail. And it was it was a blast. I, I, I think that that's going to have to be a thing. Now, I don't know if we'll get the same attendance if it's going to be a rainy night, but I think if it's right. any other conditions, I think we're going to put it on the calendar and, and try People and make that come. a thing. That's pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah. Did a couple other Zwift rides. I was kind of tired the latter part of the week, and um, I did ride my mountain bike yesterday, and that was the first time I've been on that bike. I think that's probably the first, like, proper mountain bike ride i've done on that i mean i've done other rides with my family i don't think i've actually taken it out oh. um since so that was fun and my legs were tired so i'm like all right that's probably a good time to get on that bike so i'm not going super hard so i can kind of get a little bit of a shoulder workout yeah i know mm. it sounds weird but it's a really good way for me to try and build some strength in my shoulder because it's always throwing different things at you and you're not getting jarred as hard as you would on a gravel where'd bike, you so. go on the mountain bike round lake I, just yeah round lake and um to Fallen Leaf Lake and oh. did the Heritage Trail. There's a bunch of other stuff. I just went up road for about an hour and a half. So that was fun. It's nice. It nice. was a nice day yesterday. It's it been, was. We've had sun and good warm weather. I haven't even worn arm warmers. Like it's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. And then we connected with you on Saturday, and we we're out yep. there with some of the juniors and uh, the the Hamnus brothers were out there. It was just all of yeah. a sudden like there's this big contingent of dial people out in the middle of the, this oh. country road in the middle of nowhere yes i got several uh-oh emails did after you? the saturday ride <laughs> did you print them out for our bathroom <laughs> i should have printed them out for the bathroom i made some segments out there that not many people had done and finally somebody went out and went after them so yeah we were out there right we were we said that we were going to do everything in a time trial format but i don't think the, the juniors got that memo so they were sitting on wheels and and, <laughs> and sprinting at the end exactly but <laughs> that was all fun it was all good good fun so um i love it yeah that was about that was it cool good times good week it's a pretty road out there yeah it is it is how about some lead out news champ bailey champ where bailey. is he champ bailey's in a meeting with evan price <laughs> <laughs> champ bailey <laughs> Jim Bailey, <laughs> president business. Uh, president business here. <laughs> All right, we got some news. Uh, the Vuelta España is is having some uh, some drama. It actually seems to be much more interesting than um, the Giro, but yeah. uh, maybe because there's better people in it or whatnot. Seems like it. Um, there. This is Monday. Uh, today's a rest day through Sunday through stage twelve. Um, stage 12 was a great stage. It ended on the Angliru. Angliru. Ang- Angliru. Nailed it. <laughs> I, I, I nailed that. <laughs> Some ridiculous climb that is uh, 2,000 feet of elevation gain in like two miles or something. It has uh, up to like 23.5%. It was super steep. And I think they have it almost every year in the, um, in the Vuelta. So, mm-hmm. um, before the stage, um, Primoz Roglic and Carapaz were tied. They had the exact same time. Really? Yeah. So, who gets the red jersey? Was it the person that still had it last? Yeah. Okay. So, Primoz had it. Uh, Primoz was wearing the red jersey. And who was in the green jersey? Oh, Dan Martin was in the green jersey, I think. Yeah. But um, Dan Martin, the world-famous sprinter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, it was a great race right up to the very end. Um, the, all the, like the six or seven lead guys were all together going up this climb at the very end. Um, EF education first guy, Hugh Carthy. Carthy, yeah. He ended up winning by just a few seconds. Wow. Um, care and it was crazy. Um, Sepp Kuss was there with Primoz Roglic. Sepkus probably could have gone for the win himself, 
but he stayed with Roglic because he was struggling a little bit right at the very Except end. Kuss has been on this year, man. This he has been his year. Has been, he has been I great. Mean, Roglic has been good, too. But. And he could have just gone. gone. But, you know, everybody, everybody's struggling and, like, Riking off this climb, and Sep is like way. on his radio. Hey, you guys want me to uh, slow up to uh, uh, help Primos? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was pretty crazy. Uh, Primos ended up losing 10 seconds to Carapaz, so he is out of the jersey again. Um, so, but it should be exciting. Time trial on Tuesday. Time trial on Tuesday. So that, we'll see how that goes. That, it's a 35 kilometer time trial. That favors Primos Roglic. He okay. should put. A minute, wow! Or a minute and a half that's into a Carapaz. That much, you think, huh? That's what the that's what um, Christian Vandeveld and Bob Roll were saying. But wow. that's but, a lot of time. Yeah. So that could be the end of you know your hopes. You lose a minute. Yeah, it could be. It would be interesting to see a time trial shape another Grand Tour. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, true. not that it's it's not on the last day like at the Tour de France. No, but, but still, yeah, still. So it should be interesting. Um, the other news, um, the Tour de France, um, released their route for 2021. Saw that. Yeah. Haven't had a chance to look into it. How does it look? Who's it going to favor? Well, there's only three big mountaintop finishes and two individual time trials. No team time trial. Um, a little more traditional route than in years past. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So it's going to be more of like a... A big coming out party for more sprinters? It could be. And no team time trials, you said no that, No team trial, yeah. And one day is like 250 kilometers, too. There's a really long oh, wow. day. Yeah, there's 248 uh, kilometer. Any um, famous hilltop finishes that you can list off there? Uh, the Ardidan, uh, Luz Ardidan. That's uh-huh. a famous one, um, hilltop finish. Um, and I'm not seeing any others. Nope. Interesting. So, are we going to be seeing some new routes? Maybe I think so, but it's mostly um, it's just more a traditional route than they've they've really kind of changed things up those last couple of years, and they're going back to yeah, this their past routes. year was a crap ton of climbing. It was just <laughs> climb after big climb, so much stuff. Other than that, um, there really wasn't a whole lot of other uh, news in bike racing. So, yep. Should we press pause? <laughs> <laughs> or should we just roll to. through this? <laughs> so what happened in the triathlon world, Matt? Oh, know. he's Wait. he's he's giving a urine sample right now. Well, <laughs> not a lot happened in the triathlon world. I'm there's, doing my best Matt voice right there's now. There's a big race in Florida there this was, coming weekend. There's a race in Florida Daytona. coming up. <laughs> oh, tell us what's happening in the triathlon world coming USAT up. USAT just showed up to, to test Matt, so he had to go give a quick urine sample real <laughs> yeah. quick. It's a drug drug test on site, you know. Actually, they're not drug testing anymore. They're done with that. So it's just a, right. drug, it's a free-for-all. It's a drug free-for-all right now. Sweet. Especially in Daytona, where they're doing that uh, professional triathlon organization race. And uh, it's, you know, on the motor speedway. It's, like, super fast. Super, oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pros only. Pros only. Invitation only. Invitation only. Yeah. And they're doing the whole ride on the motor speedway? They're uh, just doing, like, that's my understanding. laps yeah. upon laps? I don't. You know, I think it's pretty big. So they go around that a couple times. Like three miles or something like that. It's two and a half miles. Yeah. 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 Something like that. 
so they do that and all they're all pros so they should be able to be pretty tight i mean i would expect them to be within they make in left hand turns or right hand turns they used to do like the swim in the middle too like there's some crazy stuff pond in the middle of the course that sounds (laughs) lovely pretty interesting and um i think they run on the track as well maybe they go out for the bike ride i don't know don't quote me in on any of this stuff. Is this? Are we recording? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I really don't know right. anything to you. <laughs> never. I never know anything. I don't really follow it that close, to be honest. But Evan's usually the one that comes in and nails his stuff. So, uh. but uh, all the big names are going to be there. There were some people that were like left off for a while. Like Sam Long was, you know, he's a really strong athlete. You biked with him. He's uh, he was off screwing around riding gravel. He was with you, <laughs> and uh, he's one of the stronger triathletes right now. And he was left off the invitation list, and then he got in as like this wild card invite. I'm like, come on, you should have been like, <laughs> it's Sam Long. Should have been there, uh, but yeah. So that and um, Eric Lagerstrom, who's another guy that we talk about on this podcast sometimes. Local he, guy, local guy. He's gonna come on the podcast someday, and he's also on that list. Who got uh, he got in as well? And How his, will he do? Um, and what distance are they doing? Is it full or is it half or what is the I distance? Don't I don't know. I think it's uh, like it's not full. It's half. Or gotcha. So. We'll talk more about that next week. Maybe after we'll they talk have about it. results. Yeah, we can talk about the results. I'm next sure, week. Evan will be all he'll be jazzed all amped about that. up about it. <laughs> it's going to be live as well, so you guys can check that out if you guys are triathletes and you want to watch some triathletes get after it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. That has been Lead Out News. Lead Out News. Brought to you by uh, Bubbly Water. <laughs> Is that what you're drinking water. over there? <laughs> Mango Bubbly Water. Awesome. Hey, Patreon time. Patreon. We're going to do a Patreon drawing. Fantastic. A drawing. So let's uh, let's shape up this thing here. So what we've got to give away is a neck buff, because who doesn't oh, need cool. a neck buff in this day and age and with weather getting cold and covid stuff bouncing around and i got three of them on rotation there you go you can always use another one yep and then there's a podcast sticker in there and then there's a new shiny dialed uh hologram sticker too ah, to go with that I so like those. let's let's shake this thing up and matt did it last time so let's let lance pull one out of there he's gonna pull one thing without looking at names open it up and who we got mark radford mark Ooh, radford mark radford good. He's won before, hasn't he? I don't know. Stuff, I don't know. Come on well, in. Mark Bradford, since you're local, you can swing by and pick it up. We're just looking up this Daytona stuff, and it says it's December 6th, so... Oh, that's wait, a few wait weeks for out. It. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not this week. Stay I don't know. on target. <laughs> We're too close. Stay on target. <laughs> uh, who knows? All right. I thought it was something. Maybe, maybe there's something else going on in Daytona. Yeah, whatever. Back to the Patreon stuff. If you yourself would like to become a patron to be entered into these drawings and to help support the show, you can go to dialpodcast.com and click on the Patreon link and go pick a Patreon that works best for you. We appreciate all of our 16 Patreons. Yes. That's fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, Anything else before we move in? Do we we forget anything? I always feel like like Evan's got stuff to... He always chimes in with something witty. Nails it every time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's jump into our topic for the day. Topic is stuff we don't need in cycling and triathlon. Stuff we stuff don't need. Don't need. Okay, it. I was thinking of like things that we don't need, but you guys are thinking like I'm thinking of like, like tangible things. I'm not, okay. Okay, I'm I was like talk bad about attitude. You can yeah. leave bad, that. You can leave that. You can at leave home. your bad attitude. You can leave your prom dress because you don't need a prom dress wait no yes you You do do. (laughs) you do yes you do 
All right, Lance, what do you got? What's the first thing you got on your list? The first thing I thought of what, that you don't need in cycling is a big, cushy seat. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good idea. People always think, I, my butt is going to be so sore. sore yeah. So I need the biggest, cushiest, softest, gel foam, yep. thick, four-inch thick seat with giant springs underneath it that I can sit on so that my butt doesn't hurt. Yeah. Turns out... Something All like that, that cushiness can start to rub things a little funky, and it can make things actually worse. Yeah. Yes. My neighbor just got on the Peloton wagon, and he's obsessed. And so it's pretty cool. But, you know, he's basically just said, like, hey, you know, I'm going to go two weeks and just put up with it. And then and he said, like, now I'm good. Yeah. But he, that's... That's the first the two weeks was a you're little, sore. you're a little sore, yeah, and then sore. and then you you you're you're good. But yeah, the cushy seat is a bad bad call. Correct. Yeah, saddle sores for sure. When's the last time you had a saddle sore? I can't even remember. You know, mine was right before we did Seattle to Portland. Oh, like I that's did like bad a, timing. I did a hundred miler like indoors, kind of getting prepped for that one or whatever. And then I was like, I might not be able to do this race. Yep, it was bad, but cleared up before Ouch. and it was okay i actually got one during the belgian waffle ride oh that four hours on a gravel bike bouncing around racing really hard trying yeah. to be arrow and dirt and dirty and dirty yep i got a little it wasn't it actually wasn't bad but then we're in this hundred day challenge so i never took time off the bike yeah. i just sat on my saddle a little askew <laughs> and uh it's i'm all good now and you're good <laughs> it, it healed up do you like I'm sure you use chamois cream or something like yes. that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Actually, anything under an hour or around right. an hour? Yeah. No. That's yeah. That's I don't of... even take a water bottle. I should I know. say that. <laughs> I've been like, I've been thinking the same thing. Like, I don't. I'm not even going to use this water bottle. I, I was riding the other day and I ran into somebody. He's like, "Dude, where's your water bottle?" And I'm like, "I'm riding for an hour. Yeah. I don't need it. And don't listen to me. Drink, drink water. Take your water bottle. Use chamois cream. Use chamois cream when you need to. No, but I think if it's like maybe two hours or under, I think that's a good line. Yep. yep. The chamois cream. I think so. Yeah. My wife, however, yeah. every, every single ride, I, every time, it's know. all good. Yeah, I think absolutely. the temperature has a little bit of a something to do with it. It plays a little factor in there for me as well. With the like when it's hot and you're getting really sweaty and you don't have the chamois cream in there for whatever reason. Like your skin gets a little bit softer. You almost need to have that chamois cream in there just to create a nice little barrier so yeah. you're not getting rubbed raw. Okay, so here's a question. Do you apply the chamois cream on your chamois or on your... Nether region? Or <laughs> both. <laughs> or both. Do you do both, Matt? If I'm doing like a 100-mile ride, you, yeah, go, you do I'll both. go pretty thick. goes on well, self just, and it goes on the chamois where you typically have problems. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, I put mine just... But I really am only using chamois applied. Cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just I, put it on once, though. I only put it on once. <laughs> you don't double dip in the chamois <laughs> cream. I just pass it around with my friends. You don't share your chamois cream with anybody so, else. In running, we used to have body glide, and I just like remember some someone being like, "You got any extra body glide?" And I'm like, "Nope." nope. So what I did <laughs> was I bought a you know a dozen of those small ones. Someone would be like. You got any of that extra body? You got to. I need to borrow some. I'm like, no, we're not borrowing it. <laughs> you can. This is yours. <laughs> Merry Christmas, my friend. <laughs> Don't expect anything else for Christmas. That's <laughs> it. I'm taken care of. But body glide, same thing as chamois cream, sort of, except for maybe a little lower on the thigh area. Yeah. So. Yeah. The friction, but rub. it's like a deodorant stick. Yep. There's so. a couple right over there behind you. Little pink ones at the bottom. With the 
little shelf thing over there. You got the for her version. For her, yeah. I got to support the women, too. Yeah. I know, but do you have the for him? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't know. This has been Shamey Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Body Glide. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing with this podcast? All right, Matt. Let's go. What's, what you got? What's on your list? I don't think that you need to have headphones. Oh, you this is like. One. Oh, is it what's on your list? Yeah. Okay, so. True story. True story. Now, but all of us kind of wear like something to listen to music, but we don't want to cover our ears to block out traffic or knowing when a car is coming or Correct. whatever sort of yelling or screaming that you might have coming your way for biking on their roads. But I think that, you know, people that I've seen and that are wearing helmets, I'll tend to avoid them or tend to not bike with them just because I fear for not being able to hear what's going on. So I think don't need headphones. You don't need headphones, but I am going to say that the bone conduction headphones get a pass on that. Yeah, no, no. I'm so, um, have my weird, I agree. Those are nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if the question is, do you need it? No, you don't. You don't need it, but it's nice entertainment when you're you need, on a long ride. You need to, you need to have a flat kit repair. You need to have yeah. a helmet. You don't need to have music. You Correct. can listen to the nature, the music of natural birds <laughs> singing. It depends on how swans. disturbed I am that day. Mm, the voices in your head. If the voices <laughs> in my head are speaking loudly, I don't take the music. <laughs> I just I let them talk it out so they stop talking. Fight it out, boys. <laughs> you know, the days that you're doing hard intervals or long intervals, yeah. music really helps you get through that. Yeah. I agree. So, and sometimes like a, a song length might just so happen to coincide with a long set and you know that you've just got to get through said song or maybe two songs and i think that there's a a value there but um yeah you don't need to have it i guess it's a i want to have it with me right needs and wants cool um all right i'm gonna go my thing is you don't need all of the tools you don't need the specific Mm. tools that um you're probably going to use like once or twice and you went out and spend you know 200 bucks on a bearing press or something like that you don't need all the tools Sometimes you want to rely on your local bike shop or go to Lance's house and, and, and take it. <laughs> I've got almost all Just the go tools. To Lance's house. <laughs> These tools get very expensive. Um, if you want to have a full collection, a full set, you don't need to have all of them. You do need the basics. You should have the basics, but yeah. I don't think you need um, all of the crazy things. Like I just had to buy a... <laughs> was it a, a, a brake mount refacer? <laughs> right. Like you don't, you don't need to buy that. Let let me take the hit on that. You know how much those things cost? Wasn't <laughs> like four hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, four hundred and fifty bucks Say, for ugh. something you're gonna use three times in the next five years. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. What um, is it? A brake? So mount? like, so when you've got a dismount, yeah, and you put it on like a flat mount or something like that, and let's say that the 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 surface where it mounts is a little bit askew or it's not uh, perfectly flat or flush. If it's a little bit off, that's going to cause the brake caliper to rub, rub yeah. or rub. not brake properly, not apply even pressure. So you put this on there, and it actually will go through and it'll shave off little microns until it makes it perfectly flat, and it works both on carbon and the alloy braking surfaces, so that you can make the brake mount sit on there perfect. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Complicated. Yeah. Broke my pink, my, my wallet, but um, yeah, don't need specific all the specific tools. All right, Lance, what else you got? Um, you, you actually don't need cycling-specific clothes. You don't. You could go out in your flip-flops, flip-flops and yoga pants yeah. if you wanted to. I don't have yoga pants, but 
quite often I'll ride just in shorts and a t-shirt. I'll do that. For how long, though? An hour or less. Yeah, I can tend to hurt myself if I'm not a little bit careful with shorts. Like sometimes we'll do these like family rides and I'm like, oh, I need some support. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's amazing because your body is so acclimated to sitting on a saddle with a chamois on there. When you don't, it almost hurts. And I'm almost afraid that I am going to get a saddle sore because (laughs) of that. I just don't want to like disrupt anything. So I will, instead of just wearing just regular shorts, I'll put the regular shorts on over a pair of bibs that will be underneath my t-shirt. There's been quite a few times I've just just hopped on a bike in yeah. in the clothes I'm wearing. Go. Yeah, I've done that. But you're out on your adventures though, and that's typically when you're taking the dog for a run, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, that's when you leave your helmet behind. <laughs> but that should be on my list. Here, that's my next one. You have to have. Wait, you have to have a helmet. helmet you have to have wait, a we helmet. Need, I need to do the opposite. We need to do what you don't need. <laughs> a hat. <laughs> if you don't need a hat, you need a helmet. Awesome. All right, what else right. you got? I got um, aero bars because I I was reading our suggestion. And I was thinking triathlete. You don't have to have aero bars. You you know you're going to see a lot of triathletes use them. If you're coming from a biking centric world, you definitely don't need them. Um, yeah. You're going to see most road cyclists not use aero bars. Are they faster? Yes. Why don't all road bikers use them? Because it's a little less safe to be on aero bars for one. Second of all, you know. You're out for a training ride. You're not time trialing. So I think aero bars aren't necessarily a need to have. They are What if you're trying to acclimate yourself to that position so that when you are going out and doing, say, a triathlon or a time trial? I think that's great. I think that's great. Use them. Um, You can clip them on when you need them, and you can take them off just as fast and easy as clipping them on. It's not that big of a deal. So I would say if you probably are going out on that group ride with some roadies, then... You know, don't put the arrow bars on there. Honestly, 99% of the time you don't need the arrow bars. Like if you're getting acclimated to a TT setup or you want to practice that stuff and you go out on your own and do that with your arrow bars, great. Go for it. But, you know, and, and I also, a lot of times like we have this beautiful tool, Zwift and indoor riding. That's another perfect time to get used to arrow position. True. So you train your muscles and your body to do it there. Not necessarily when you're in a group pack ride with your friends. That's not right. a great time to test out your arrow position. So, truth, don't need arrow bars. Always. Cool. Um, here's another one. You don't need expensive ceramic bearings in every single bearing in your bike. You just don't. What? <laughs> Especially like your headset. Like I've, I've, you literally you'll pay twice True. as much for ceramic bearings, and I've always wondered like how much of a weight savings are you going to get by going ceramic in a headset? Not much. I mean, I've seen some pretty bad headsets and they still work just fine. And then people will want to go and spend twice as much to put a ceramic bearing in a a headset that turns millimeters just to make your bike turn. Do you need that? Well, will they last longer potentially? So there's some, the problem is the cost effectiveness is not there, right? So it's like you can change your steel bearings a hundred times before you're going to correct make, before they're going to pay for themselves. I, yeah. I don't think I still think that the ceramic ones will maybe, wear out maybe eventually. seven or eight times. Well, or a hundred, whatever I said was correct. <laughs> I don't even know what I said it was right though. Um, what about though for like your bottom bracket and the pulley wheels? I think you were to telling save us that Watts just to save a few Watts. Do you think it's worth the, uh, the so, expense? So there's, some interesting pieces to this, right? So, uh, the ceramic bearings, 
so all of it comes down to like how round they are, how perfectly round and smooth they are. If they're rounder and smoother and more uniform, they are faster. So that will save you. But steel bearings come in very varying quality as well. Yeah. So you can get very good steel bearings probably for less. Like Chris King, ba- aren't those steel? Those bearings typically do pretty well. Correct. And so you're really getting very marginal, we'll say, with your benefits of going ceramic at that point if you get good steel bearings. But again, you know, if you're doing that in places where we're talking about your drivetrain, that is direct power into the bike, whether that's the pulley wheels or, you know, something like the bottom bracket. There, there is probably some savings there, but you're talking about spending some big doll hairs for watts there, yeah. right? Like it's not an effective price per watt investment. Correct. Or that's my take on it. Yeah, bikes get pretty funky. I mean, especially when you just talk about dropping weight and when you get into like more expensive bikes, you end up almost paying a thousand bucks per pound you drop yep. when you get to a certain threshold, which can be pretty ridiculous. And I don't think that you need to be necessarily paying for the lightest bike i don't know a guy as fat as me should probably be <laughs> thinking about dropping you know a little weight from the bike not <laughs> right. the belly not the belly not the belly <laughs> hanging on to that nice what else you got mr matt um well i'll go i'll piggyback on what you were saying like wh- you don't need carbon bikes like yep. i'm trying to remember where i was and you know oh it was like the cross-country practice and the kids were like is that a carbon bike and i'm like yeah it's a carbon bike but don't feel like you need a carbon bike, right? Again, this is another place where it's like, how much per, how much money per pound did you go with that? Yeah. Aluminum bikes are actually great in a lot of ways. And I think titanium bikes, the price is still pretty high on titanium bikes, but man, there's some really great benefits to titanium bikes. There are. They're more expensive than carbon bikes. In some uh, cases they are. Sometimes. If yeah. you look right now, we should look. We should pull up some stuff because um, I'm trying to think. Lightspeed is that the brand that you have? Uh huh. They've got some crazy sales right now, and it's like cool stuff. And you're like, this is gonna last a long time. Durability long time. on this stuff is fantastic, and you can lay it down and not freak out as much. Also, think steel is significantly heavier. Not quite as well. Some people will argue that steel is a better ride, but. I don't necessarily think that's the case compared to carbon, but I do think that it's something to consider if it's an option is having like a steel bike that's just gonna hold up to time. So don't necessarily. So for my, you don't need segment, it will be like, you don't have to automatically go to carbon. Okay. True. I'm going to go to carbon though, but that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, I agree but with do you. Do you need it? Like, would you just not ride if it was like, here are your choices? I would quit cycling. I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> Some truer words have never been spoken. You're like, you have this steel bike, titanium bike, and aluminum bike, or quit cycling. And you're like, I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Quitting. <laughs> in it, I'm only in it for the carbon. That's right, baby. <laughs> now, that's a good point though, Matt. Appreciate it. How about you, Lance? What else you got? Uh, you don't have to be the same fitness or speed to ride with somebody else that's true correct that's a good you, point you can ride with faster people especially if you learn how to draft properly uh-huh. mm-hmm. but um i i think you'll find that most even faster cyclists want other people to ride with and they'll be happy to ride with other people to share that load and have the camaraderie of riding with other people it's safer to ride in groups anyway usually yep so i i know a lot of people 
like they'll come to me and says, Lance, I'd love to ride with you, but there's no way I could even hang with you. And I'm like, well, come out with me on a day where I'm yeah, not killing yourself, not killing or myself, you can or sprint off the front or right. whatever. Yeah. So, just yeah, the myth is that Lance only rides at one pace, which is hard, which is sort of true, but it's also he has the ability to ride at different paces. Correct. So you would go ride with me. Of course, man. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a time I couldn't even hang on your wheel. Long so. in the past. <laughs> it's a great way to get stronger, though. It is. Go ride with faster people. Yeah. And if you can have an agreement where they're not going to just drop you, but they're going to challenge you a little bit, you'll come out the backside stronger. Yeah. If the person is dropping you and, like, you're getting lost or whatever, that person that you probably, you're not going to want to ride with that a-hole. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that we don't need in cycling is we don't a-holes. Need a-holes. <laughs> we don't need them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. My next thing. You don't need tubes. Oh. You don't need tubes anymore, folks. That's true. You might want to have one just in case, <laughs> but I don't think that there is a reason to have a tube in a bicycle anymore. If you are set up tubeless in all your bikes, you will get along just fine and you will be thankful for it because if you ride enough, you're not going to get flats as often. I might have gone from maybe having 10 flats a year down to I'm lucky if I have one a year. Yeah. And that's because I switched over to tubeless on my road bike, on my mountain bike, yeah. and on my gravel bike. And everything is fantastic. Everything is awesome. Who's going to sing so it? It's Lego. Lego reference. <laughs> I feel like we nailed the Lego reference <laughs> in this everything movie. Everything is awesome. So, yeah, you don't need tubes anymore. Switch over to tubeless. Make the make the transition. You'll If you're getting 10 flats a year... That's going to add up to $60, $70 just in CO2 and tubes. I need to make the switch. You do. You really do. With the and, next wheel set, then that's that. And that's if you cool. have 10 flats, you're probably spending 10 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're looking at an hour and a half of sitting on the side of the road, changing flat tires, putting a new tube in there that you're spending money on. And you're going to oh, have yeah. a, a lesser ride quality. You're going to have worse rolling resistance. Yep. It's a, it's, it's a good thing. Don't need tubes anymore. Don't do it. Uh, I don't have a single bike that isn't tubeless. Correct. They're all tubeless. Oh, no, that's not true. My cyclocross pit bike is tubular. 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 What about it's your old titanium? The old titanium. I don't, I don't ride it. It's 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 wall art. You got it, though. <laughs> it's I don't hanging have a single on the bike. wall. You said I don't yeah, have I a single bike. Okay, Matt, I'm incorrect. I take it back. Take it back. <laughs> take back your dirty toggle, my, man. My titanium... Rain bike with the fenders on it, which is hanging on the wall, has tubes. Yeah. And for your off-road bikes, um, you're switching over to the Cush Core stuff, which I think oh, yeah. is a, a pretty cool setup. Um, how are you liking that so far? I mean, we've talked about it a few times, I think, on this podcast. Case in point. Yep. This race this weekend, I have Cush Cores in my cyclocross uh, race bike. The guy in front of me did not. He was just running tubeless. We hit a very sharp bridge at 24 miles an hour, yeah. and he flatted, and I didn't. Did he burp? Is that what happened? No, he just he just hit it so hard. But what kind of tire was pinch, he running? Do you know? Was it a pinch? Was he running tube, tubular? He was he tubeless. Was, he was running tubeless. Okay, and just burped so he it. must have burped it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And I hit it just as hard as he did. Did you bottom out? Yeah, bottomed out. But you I felt the rim, but you were oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it was it was. We were coming to the end. We were like trying to gap each other a little yeah. bit. So we were going just a little bit harder. And Man. his tire blew, mine didn't because I had the Cush course. Cush core is another good ding, reason ding. Um, to not have tubes because if you're running tubed, you can't run Cush core. You right? can't. That's so, correct. Yep. That's uh, that's going. Matt, you got any more? Of course. Keep them coming. All right. So 
triathletes, I really have a problem with like our sport being super expensive and you don't need a specific type of bike to do triathlon. If you want to try out our sport, yeah. borrow a bike. Yeah. Doesn't matter what kind. Could be a mountain bike. Could be a road bike. Could be a cruiser, beach cruiser. Doesn't matter. Whatever's going to get you that finisher medal. Whatever's going to get you the finisher's medal, if that's what you're motivated <laughs> by. But don't feel like you need the TT bike, you know, which is the bikes with the aero bars and all that stuff. And don't feel like you even need a road bike. If you only have a mountain bike, great. Yep. Try it. Maybe even try a couple of triathlons. See if you like it. And if you do, then, you know, talk to Jake and make a purchase. But my first triathlon was on a borrowed bike. Yeah. I didn't buy a bike. I just borrowed one from somebody. That's good. Yep. Yeah. I did purchase a road bike and that was great. And then I think the next year, maybe I purchased clip on aero bars or something like that, you know? And clip on aero bars are, are pretty cheap, even though I said you don't need them. But, yep. Cool. Let's go in, Lance. So I asked my wife. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, this is fun. <laughs> I asked my wife this morning. I said, She's like, okay, Brandy. Adventure van. You don't need an adventure van. <laughs> I said, Brandy, what, what are things you don't need in cycling? And she just said, a spouse, a cheering squad, a pit bike, Strava, a whoop strap, a sprinter van, a team, or a $10,000 bike. Oh, my God. <laughs> she says, you don't need any of that. <laughs> you got served. <laughs> she is correct. You wow. don't you don't need any of that stuff to be a cyclist or to ride. It it all makes it funner, but mm, marginally funner, right? Just yeah. a little bit more. I like my spouse. You got, you got lots of. I want. Yeah. I like my van. You got your van. I, I like my fast bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another one. You don't need all of the expensive supplements. Oh yeah. You yep. just don't need them. You don't need to go out and spend a boatload of money on some post-ride protein, yada, yada, drink, or whatever. What was um, Evan drinking last time? Protein shake, drink thing? I don't remember. He had something yes, last week. Yeah, some recovery protein yeah. thing. So he's talking about his gray hair with his recovery. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are certain things that you're going to want to take with you when you're out on a ride, right? So sure. you need to keep your electrolytes in balance. You need to keep your yeah. glycogen levels topped off. You need to have fuel and calories just so that you can power yourself through a 100-mile ride. you got to take stuff with you. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, when you get home, you don't need to do the big expensive recovery drink because a lot of times food is going to be much more effective and a lot less expensive and taste a heck of a lot better than actually putting, you know, just supplements. I mean, a supplement yeah. is it's supplementing food. So if you have access to food, you don't always need to use a supplement. That's just my two cents. There are certain supplements that I do like and that I do use for specific reasons, but I don't spend a lot of money on that, um, the recovery stuff or stuff prior to going out on a ride. I typically will try and do it with food. Um, and Matt's a, a big proponent of like doing burritos on the bike. Oh, burritos. Breakfast yeah. burritos on, on the, the bike. So Those are good too. On our... Whatever, our team training camp, I made breakfast burritos for everyone and just handed them out. They're perfect. You just slide them in your jersey. Yeah, <laughs> and they're good. <laughs> they're so good. And there's just something, well, too, about food being real in Real food. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of real food on the bike, which it's mostly like if I do, you know, century ride type distance, I want yeah. real food. If I could go, if I'm going less, if I'm doing like 60 to 80, I probably can just get away with more sugar type stuff. Like yeah. your goose, your choose yeah, your right. you know just if you're if you think about the drinks that you're taking in you can take in a fair amount of calories that way so when i get to 100 i, I like to have something real yeah anyway and calories out or not calories <laughs> the supplements add up they get pretty expensive i mean some of them work pretty well but that's just my two cents true yep. and you can make your own malodextrin drinks as well if you want to save money that way that's an option yep good good 
Matt, you got some more? Electronic shifting. I know we've talked about it. We, I think we went around the table a couple of podcasts ago and everyone was like, yep, love it. Yep, love it. Yes, yes, yes. But you don't need it. No. It's not something that you need. And it is a pretty big price jump moving to electronic shifting. Yep. Whether that's, you know, going to from Ultegra to Ultegra DI2, it's a pretty big jump in price. It's about 2X, isn't it? I don't remember the exact number. Maybe right now, because that component set has been discounted, because I think it's due for another bump. That's the word on the streets. Is that it? We're going to okay. have some announcements from Shimano in the near future. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm very curious about that. I hope that they're going to go wireless. So do I, because I hate working on their YouTube stuff. Running those wires sucks. That'd be great. Yeah, and 12-speed, obviously, would be another thing that they would be looking at, yep. I'm sure. I'm curious if they're going to just completely skip the whole 12 speed and go straight no, to 13. Could. Didn't Campy just come out with the 13? They did. Campy Rotor did, did too. Rotor's had one. Yeah. Based on some of the readings that I've been doing, 13, a 13 speed drivetrain kind of with a one by setup gives you the best variety, the best range and the best like jumps yeah. for all the different gear they ratios. Said, they did say the same thing about 12 and they probably even said the same thing about 11. <laughs> like this is the one that you need to go one by, which I think is great, but we'll see. But then you get more versatility if you go two by. I, I don't know. I just think I'm, if they go, if they just go if, twelve and they do the same thing that SRAM did a year and a half ago. Yeah. I think they're just going to be behind the mark because SRAM's going to beat them to the punch again. I mean, they have been, in my opinion, superior to SRAM has been superior to Shimano for the last year and a half with I their will new say access that drivetrain. My Ultegra Di two shifts significantly better than my SRAM Force. Really? That's my experience so far. Gotcha. Have you have you ridden the Force stuff a lot or? To be honest, no. I've been well, riding the red. Well, straight, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go for a spin, and you can see what you think of the shifting. But we, it's still something that, I mean, with all of this, you can play with it. You can adjust it. You can make those adjustments. And once you get it dialed in, man, the electronic is fantastic. Yeah, sure. It's, it never, you're never going to have a cable stretch. It's never going to need that yes. much adjusting. Once it's in, it's great. Um, that being said, you don't need it. And I'm, I want to piggyback that and say you don't need electronic shifting, and you don't need the best component system in the world. The 105 component set is something that all of us should look at and seriously consider just because, man, that stuff is okay. It's pretty solid. It's solid. And it's a lot more affordable. Yeah. Yep. It's a fraction of the cost. Right. Anyway. Yep. That's all good. What else you got, Matt? Or Matt? Lance? That's (laughs) that number four on my list was expensive stuff. You you don't need all the expensive stuff, yeah. Not to get into cycling or to, or to be a cyclist right. at all. So yeah, if you think about it, like you get these small small gains by going up large amounts of prices for Correct. all of us, like the carbon bike and the components and the da 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 da. It's like you know, there's so many people on an aluminum 105 bike that will just destroy me on any hill, right? <laughs> and it's not because of the components, that <laughs> because they're stronger than I am, tougher than I am. More manly. Okay, so are we all out on this one? All done? I'm out. I'm done be. as well. So sure. let's just run around the table real quick and just say what is it that you think people really do need? The opposite end of that question. Yeah. You so from triathlon, you do need something safe on the road. Okay. So you can't have um bar end uh covers that are not there right like the missing bar in covers there's there are rules within your sport that you have to follow 
So you need a safe and functionally operational bike. Correct. Um, with that, I would probably take it a step further and say you do need a flat repair kit, in my opinion, because yeah, you can rely on you know calling a friend if there's a problem or getting help on the road from a random person. But I just think it's, I think it's just you know it's worth saying like yeah you need this like you should you should have this if you're going out on the road you should be able to take care of your own flats which is the most common mechanical issue that I think you're going to have. Yeah, you need to have that knowledge. You really do. Yeah, yeah. there's too so. many people that I know that don't and I'll try and spend as much time as I possibly can with them giving some little tips and tricks and how tos little workshops. Yeah, so. yeah. What do you got, Lance? A helmet. Absolutely. Yep. You need a helmet. <laughs> this is so funny coming from Lance. <laughs> so many people have given you a hard Unless time. Unless you're online. riding five miles an hour on the beach with your dog. That can run 20 miles an hour. Maybe I was going 20. <laughs> <laughs> on the beach with the dog. Do you need a visor, though? That's the million You do not question. need a visor. <laughs> oh, I watched your guys' video. So good. That was fun. Visor talk came back up again. Yeah. It sure did. We did uh, discuss mountain visors. It was, uh, what you, it was what you need for mountain biking. It essentials. Mountain bike essentials. That's yeah. a, That was a great video. Um I do think that you need to invest a little bit of money. Lance said this, that you don't need cycling specific gear, but I think if you're going to be a cyclist who's going to commit to riding, especially if you're going to ride year round, you should probably throw a couple bucks at some decent, like bad weather gear. Hmm. The, the nice sunny days, it's a little bit easier to get away with like a cheap pair of like, you know, cycling shorts that have a, a chamois in it and you can wear a t-shirt. But if you're going to go out and ride in bad weather, you can't wear that. It's just not going to work. You're going to be destroyed. So Cotton getting shirt soaked up with water, yeah. it's going to be cold. <laughs> not good. Getting something not that good. can break some wind um, so that you're not getting hit no, by I wind. I can break wind. I broke wind earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are like 12-year-old boys. <laughs> you can't say break wind with us on, on microphone. Oh, geez. Um, having some booties. Uh, oh, booties? I got a booty. Booty for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, booties are good. On that, I mean, your feet when they get cold is the worst. Some winter gloves that are going to be water resistant and wind resistant, with a little bit of thermal quality to them to keep your hands warm. It's nice to be able to feel the handlebars. If you can't feel your fingers, that's not happy times. Um, And then a jacket that's going to again keep the wind off of you, as well as probably be water resistant. Um, You you need all of those things at a minimum if you're not going to expect to go out and not get hypothermia. Yep. Those are some things that I, I think that people really do need, and I, I don't know, spend some money on that. Yeah, it's a good place to spend money. And for. if if you're trying to be budget conscious, just know that sometime in like April, May, a lot of places will start blowing that kind of stuff out because they need to make room for their summer stuff. So um, think about maybe picking some of that stuff up at the end of the season and just shelving it until you get to the the That's following fall. That's a good time to save a few bucks. I've bought several cycling rain jackets in May from REI on sale racks because they were ridiculously oh, yeah. cheap. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, I think I did the same thing at REI like many, many moons ago. Yeah. And I, it was a really nice jacket. It was expensive, but I think I got it for like half price. Wore it for two seasons, and then we ended up getting a like new team stuff and this was like back in the day and like i'm just not gonna wear this anymore i put it on ebay i'm like i wonder if somebody will buy this and i just put it on there and like for like auction and it auctioned for more than i paid for it oh, like, no. all right <laughs> and that stuff lasts a long time whoever got it, it on does. ebay probably still uses it right yeah. i mean it's not i mean it's a good deal for it's them good yeah all worked out what else you got anything else matt 
Yeah. I mean, from triathlon perspective, you do need a decent pair of running shoes. That's one of the, it's not like you can, you know, you can get a used bike, but you you don't want someone else's shoes. I think it's worth spending a little bit of money on a decent pair of running shoes. You need goggles too. You need goggles. Um, you know, swimming and running are a, a lot less of an expensive sport as compared to biking. Um, but they're just those, you know, couple little things that you need decent swimsuit and goggles on the swim side of things. You don't need a ton of other, you know, swim toys. Um, but the running is, is also, you know, having a decent pair of shorts and good running shoes, I think is worth it. So cool. Anything else, Lance? Nope. Nope. My one last thing we talked about this in our little mountain back video is a multi-tool. Oh yeah. You need a multi-tool, not just any multi-tool, but you need a multi-tool that fits everything that your bike has to throw at you. So your bike's going to have like a torque screw. It's going to have Allen screws. It's going to have maybe a flathead or a Phillips. Some of the new multi-tools that Crank Brothers just came out with actually have a uh, um, uh, tire puncture, like a dart kit. Oh, oh really? Like a, oh yeah. Does it have a little tray with the... Yeah, it's got like... the plug in it? It's got the plugs and it's mm. got the little inserter d- tool oh, device. Oh, wow. <coughs> I should... Um, You'll have to order one of those for me at some point because I'm in for that. Because yeah. eventually, I guess I'll go tubeless, and then also I don't have a real good multi-tool that I'm carrying yeah. with me right now. So I think it's called the M13 and then the M15, okay. and um, the I think the number of discrepancies just the number of tools that they have on there. But they've got the little tire plug um, cool. thing on nice. there, and they've got like a little holder with the, the plugs in it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So there cool. you go, something nice to have. Oh, uh, it'd be a great Christmas present. Stocking stuffer. Ooh. Speaking of which, I'm I'm already thinking of all my ideas for my videos, for my stocking stuffer videos. So maybe I'll put that on there. I think people biking. also need to come down and buy some Tangent Roasters coffee. Yeah, they you, do. You need to have that for Do's cycling. They, you and, got decaf? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. But I, I think we might be able to get you some. <laughs> all right. I'm on it. As yeah. As you get decaf. That's something that you need to have in the cycling world is coffee. Just drink half like, the cup, Matt. Half. That doesn't work. No. I'll be, a, I'll be pretty jittery <laughs> on half a cup, I think. We could both have a half a cup and see who gets more jittery. <laughs> you and I are pretty much low on... Wait, you take in a fair amount of caffeine. I won't yeah, mess with you. I do yeah. not have a caffeine issue. Yeah, that's no. me. That's just me. Back to that coffee, though. For every bag of coffee, five bucks goes towards our Bikes for Kids campaign. Love and it. speaking of Bikes for Kids campaign, yep. we got any rides coming up? We've got a few coming up. Um, we'll, we'll start with the furthest one out, which is going to be on December 5th. We're going to do our ugly Christmas sweater ride. Okay. Which will be a nice little uh, fundraiser kickoff for our bikes for kids. And we have. Are we like? Don't. How's that? How's the fundraising stuff going? Are we asking people for money? Are we raising money? Are we all donating a little bit of money to go ride? Or how's that? How's it going to go? Um, we've also we've always just put it out there and say, hey, you don't have to give a specific number. You don't have to pay to go do this ride with us. Here's our GoFundMe campaign. Whatever a, you can do to to help, whether it be a dollar, fifty dollars, or hundred dollars, whatever. Do you have that page live yet, or for this particular twenty twenty year? Not yet, but it will be up very soon. Okay, um, cool. It's on my to-do list. Somebody actually asked me about that last week, so I put it on my to-do list, okay. and, and we'll have that up pretty soon. And then um, other rides that we have coming up, obviously we've got all of our Tuesday rides, but that's not going to be a, the Tuesdays with rides. Those, those aren't going to be part of the charity process, but we do have a ride coming up this coming Saturday. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to do it on Saturday. It will be for our good friend that we lost two years ago now, Michael Myers. Yeah. And we're going to just do our like little Michael Myers memorial ride. And uh, cool. last year was a lot of fun. And it was um, it was just kind of neat, kind of like felt like he was there. You know what I mean? So 
Same thing. We're gonna ride out to his uh, tree out in the gorge. Yep, that yeah. we uh, we donned as the Michael Myers tree that overlooks the gorge, and you can have that peekaboo view of Multnomah Falls. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, a, it's a beautiful little spot. That's cool. It's a cool spot. And then uh, Michael was a big fan of donuts, so there will be plenty of donuts out there for people to share and some coffee. Nice. And yeah, it was fun. Coffee and donuts. Yeah. Sounds like we're getting into our one last thing here, almost. So, <laughs> your two last things or five this time. <laughs> Uh, so on that note, um, that's our a wrap on our topic. Um, let's do one last thing. Matt, what you got? I posted two videos this past week. Busy that's man. Right. Watch out now. <laughs> but they're really kind of very much the same video where I compare the 945 to the 745 watch. 745 is a little bit of a smaller watch, has a little bit less battery life. But other than that, it's pretty much the exact same watch as the 945. Uh, and I did it two different ways. I said, um, here's five reasons why you should buy the 945. And then, no, I did the other way. Uh, five reasons why you should buy the 745 and not the 945. Then I turned around the next day and did five reasons why you should buy the 945 and not the 745. Realistically, just for our Dial Podcast listeners, I think the 945 is the way to go. But, 945, huh? I mean, right now, the prices are good on the 945. They just seem... I don't understand why the prices are so good. I have some f- suspicions that maybe it's like weird Asian shopping stuff coming from, <laughs> you know, like an Alibaba. I don't know why, like, the prices are getting pushed down. But, like, it makes sense. Do you no think sense. there might be some knockoffs out there? No, but they have something where they have... Um, they basically have, like, a Pacific-style like firmware and that firmware gets updated less frequently. Uh, and so that's one thing to kind of be on the lookout. But other than that, it's all the same watch. Yeah. So. Cause it's interesting. I mean, I'll get notifications from Garmin and there's map pricing. What map pricing is yep. minimum advertised price. Right. And you're, you've been telling me that you're seeing those watches for hundred dollars under retail. More than that now. And more than that. Stupid. But you're, according to Garmin, they're not supposed to be able to do that. So yeah. I don't. I, that makes me wonder what's going on here. Yeah, I think it's coming from somewhere a, a little broad. bit untrustworthy. Yeah, potentially. So I I might be a little bit hesitant of that. Still, even if it's like fifty dollars difference instead of a hundred dollars difference, like that <clears throat> is the nine forty five is definitely a more alluring watch. Oh yeah, in my opinion, people are concerned about the size of it, it being so big on your wrist. But I don't. I mean, I have tiny wrists. Look how aerodynamic these wrists are. That's quite aerodynamic. Those are cute. And, <laughs> and the 945 is not that bad, right? I mean, I've been wearing no. it for years. And uh, the 745 would be a little bit smaller. So anyway, check out those videos. Um, those are popular topics because people are very curious about those watches. Yeah. Yeah. So, As always, you did a good job with those. Thanks. Cool. We're trying. We are trying. Lance, no pants. No pants, Lance. <laughs> Uh, my one last thing, I, the only thing I'd plug is the uh, gr- the um, Mountain Bike Essentials mountain YouTube bike video essentials. that uh, we put out yesterday. Yeah. Was it yesterday? Uh, yeah, it came out yesterday. Yes, it came yesterday. Out yesterday. I watched it yesterday. It was great. Yeah. I'm it, trying to figure out a rhythm, and I'm going to do once a week, and I, I was trying to do it like simultaneously with the podcast coming out. There's just no way. I just don't have time. So. It's, it's so hard to put those videos out. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of editing. It's a lot of time-consuming work in there, mm-hmm. and I'm... Not nearly as like fancy as Matt yet, so yeah, but the fancy equals more time. Yeah, it's not good. It's a fun video. Go watch it. There's um, good. there's a bunch of GoPro footage of us uh, riding uh, mountain bikes, and we talk about what you need and what you don't need uh, mountain biking. I think it's uh, fun, and yeah. we make fun of ourselves. Yep. So it's good. Fun times. 
Yep. Um, yeah, I don't really have a one last thing because I already said it. So we got the Michael Myers ride coming up this weekend. You got the uh, Ugly Christmas Rider ride first Saturday in December. And come down and buy some Tangent Roasters coffee, or we can ship it to you as well if you're listening elsewhere. And all proceeds from that go to our Bikes for Kids campaign. So we can buy a bunch cool. of bikes for a bunch of kids who are um, underprivileged. Perfect. More kids on bikes. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, cool. Maybe we can make a video this year. <laughs> we can do it all together. Yeah, right. yeah. You, the video that you made was that two years ago was fantastic. Yeah, so that's I'd a good one. Be fun to make another one of those. Cool. All right, we will catch you guys all next week. Hopefully, we'll have Evan back in the studio with us. Um, if you uh, want to chime in or say hi to us, you can go to Dial Podcast on Facebook. You can go to the Dial website and check out the uh, all the vi- uh, episodes of the, the Dial Podcast, but you can see the Patreon stuff there. 141 episodes. That's a lot. That's go a lot of hours. Go back and listen to them all. Yeah. And then um, the... Was the last thing I was going to say. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, yeah. Go to Apple, iTunes, and Spotify and all those other places and write some reviews for us. We haven't had a review in a long time, and those actually help propagate the uh, the show out to more people. So more people That'd be listen. great. Yeah, appreciate that. So we will see you all next week. Have a good one. Bye for now. Bye.